for the wedding in uh, next year. When's the wedding again? Yeah, this is this is my own wedding. Oh. <laughs> I think you're getting married in a couple of months. Shit, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's approaching. I, I thought it was still a year, but guess not. Uh, but in, you know, leading up to it, we've been doing a lot of, uh, I guess, D, do-it-yourself DIY. Mm. Um, DIY. The table centers are going to be like bottles of wine and shit. And we were working on them on Saturday. Um, and we got a lot of shit done. And then, well, first of all, Dorian fell asleep for like fucking. Yeah. Yeah. So the, <laughs> the, the, the best man slash brother got fall asleep because he drank a little bit too much. And then, and, and he was very, very, not very, I mean, not very helpful. And so and here's my thing. Marshall fooled me. Marshall says, hey, come through. Um, bring the girly, which is my girly, which is Taylor Ann. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I was over here like, all right, cool. We're going to have some drinks or whatever. And I get there and everybody's just holding silverware. And I'm like, what the? What's going on? I thought this was a J. Cole. This was a J. Cole uh, listening party. Oh, I forgot, right? I didn't, <laughs> didn't even tell me what was going on. I'm like, all right, yeah. You no. know, I, 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 I usually do. Lately, things have been every weekend, something's been going on, you know, yeah. my family or Taylor Ann's family or something. And so, you know, this weekend it was Friday. I didn't have anything. I just hung out with my nephew, Brian. Shout out my, my nephew, Brian. Oh, Brian. And, um, <clears throat> And then Saturday, I had no no plans, and Marshall hits me up. I think he hits me up on Friday. He's like, what are you doing yeah. tomorrow? I was like, oh, nothing perfect. I have nothing to do. What's, what's going on? He's like, yeah, come over. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, no problem. And, uh, you know, I thought we were going to drink with the with the homies and uh, with the girlies. And then um, all of a sudden, I, I show up with silverware all over the place. I'm like, what is going on here? He fooled me. He fooled me right. And I was like, never mind. I, thought I, I did a very, very good job. Yeah, <laughs> even though Gabby you. might might have not agreed with that, but yeah, Gabby didn't like any of her nobody. She didn't like anybody. <laughs> but like, damn. Yeah, in in the wise words of of me, um, yes, they're gonna end up in the trash either way. <laughs> no, no. I mean, as <laughs> people are gonna use them and rip them apart. Oh yes, that's true. That's yeah. true. I thought you were saying that all the ones that we did, you're gonna throw them out. No, no. Redo. I was like, no, no. That that's no. I'm too poor to to do that. Maybe if I was rich, yeah. Maybe you're maybe rich. If I were rich, I'd get like a banquet, but I'm poor. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I forgot. Well. For, yeah, now that now that you mentioned, that, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot to tell you we we're gonna do freaking arts and crafts. <laughs> um, got anyway, but yeah. <laughs> It was fun though. Yeah, Dory fell asleep, and then like, like five minutes before we 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 get to leave, he's like, "Oh yeah, no, good shit, guys. Like, uh, <laughs> we, we did a great job. You know, we did a lot." And he was all happy and even got a blanket for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Gabby's yeah, an angel, so she went over there and like, we're just like, "Yeah, go get you a blanket." We're all like, "What? What? Why? Why does he deserve a blanket?" And then before we left, we kind of just uh, looked at Marshall's garage and we we're like, "Wow." This is definitely a juke party garage. Oh. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, stay tuned for summer juke parties. Yeah. Uh, Zyob, leave your drama at home. 
<laughs> Shout out Rox and um and Tony. They were very yeah. in tune with the with the juke party aesthetics. Yeah. They liked it. They were they were practicing. <laughs> yeah, Tony was uh dancing on 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 Rocky. So uh they were just trying out, you know, trying uh uh, checking out the foundation, the the studs, <laughs> kind of like Dwight Schrute. Um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> at the, at the, uh, at that party. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes to the roof and checks the, uh, checks the uh, what's it called? The, uh, the, the chimney? The chimney. <laughs> oh, man. That's what they were doing. They were so juking. They were, going at, they were going at it. They were going at it. So, yeah, yeah. shout out to them. Yeah, so it was a good night. I think um, we didn't for, you know, everyone brought like a 12, like, and mostly everything was is still in the refrigerator. So yeah, I, I only had like three beers, I think. And then everybody else only had like two or three also. So nobody was like drinking heavily. It was just a very oh. chill thing. But every I brought a tw- I brought a 12 and then I brought <laughs> 12 of like seltzers. Yeah. And then in the, the fridge was completely full. Um, it felt like there was going to be like 40 people there. <laughs> it was oh, seven man. people there with just a bunch of booze uh, with uh, with just uh, arts and crafts. But yeah, it was, <laughs> it was socially distanced. We, we socially distanced too for mm-hmm. all the uh, people wandering yes. out there. We, uh, yes. we were two six inches apart. apart. <laughs> what? Oh. I wouldn't know what six inches is. Yeah, me neither. I know what half of that is. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was gonna say I know what a third of that is. But... Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we were carpenters, so yeah, we. we... <laughs> and in the process, uh, you know, when when Tony and Rocky and Dorian first arrived. Uh, we we checked out my yard because I was doing I did yard work over the past two weeks, and you know we were just like two like freaking four suburban dads just looking at the yard. Like, yep, that, that's <laughs> that's some good Dude, work. No, I went I went out to go get um, something for my car, and I actually saw it. And that was it. I, I totally forgot to mention to you. Yeah, the front yard looked beautiful. The setup beautiful, absolutely outstanding. You did a fantastic job. Yeah, good job. It, it's orgasmic. And then me and you go out and check out the check out the sighting. <laughs> we go check out the sighting. Man, we're old, aren't we? Huh? Yeah, this is Jeez. what life has come down to. Um, yeah, I like it. I think that's cool. Yeah, before we used to show off like soccer cleats and shit like that, but now we, we used to show, show off lawns and, and sighting. And <laughs> used to show off my uh, my toy homies, the little <laughs> homies, the little small. Ones. I used to show those off to you. <laughs> I love those, and then the uh, the wrestling rings your dad used to make you guys. <laughs> yeah, <it's true. laughs> those oh, were awesome. Uh, good times, man. Now we're old. Times. Now we're old. I, I feel like uh, it's just downhill from here. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I've said it many times. You know, cute that you know, fourth grade. Um. And it's just been downhill from there. Just been downhill from fourth grade. It's not financially even. <laughs> I've had the most money in fourth grade and just go back down. 
for real. I have a full time job now, but I had more money when I was ten than I do now. <laughs> but yeah, um, I mean, speaking of ten year olds, speaking of ten year olds, Barca. Oh my God, it's. Uh, I think I made it loud and clear about my disappointment, but I'm over it, but I'm not. Uh, it's just a farce. It's a facade. It's, yeah. it's, it's just a bad. Yeah. It's uh, it was tough, it could, uh, especially because they started off winning. They were playing so good in the first half. They, they couldn't capitalize. And then the second half came around. They, they were tired. They were exhausted. You can tell right away. Link Lake gets a red. Piquet fucking trash, Coleman out. Uh, it, it was tough. How do you really feel? <laughs> In a way, I feel like next week is definitely Messi's last game at Barca. Wow. And it is definitely Coleman's last game as the coach. I can even see Coleman getting fired before that. And then the Barca B coach just, you know, Steps in for the last game. Uh, heading into the next season, it, it, it's going to be interesting. I, I think um, I've seen Globe's name thrown out there, but I don't think he'll leave Liverpool. I do see Xavi and, and the Barca B coaches. Uh, I forgot his fir- It's uh, Garcia Pimienta. He's a good coach. Barca B team is really good. And uh, he definitely has that, you know, Tiki Taka, take the ball, pass the ball, Barca style, and that identity with that with that Barcelona B team. So I can see him getting a chance with the with the first squad. But you know, it, I just know this team is not gonna. It's gonna have some serious revamping over the you know over the summer. You gotta get rid of Bratway. You gotta get rid of uh, Bjanic, possibly Lenglet. I would get rid of uh, freaking Griezmann, Dembélé, and you know if Messi does leave, you know then that leaves a lot, a lot of money for for salaries and and hopefully transfers. Um, I don't see them buying anyone special. Um, rebuild. Rebuild. I mean, it, it, we it was kind of the same process this year. But Barcelona does have a, a bunch of good B team players, and and not only do they have experience already, but you know they have the the skill and again that same mindset that positioning that you don't really see right now, especially with Coleman because you know he plays like a three five two whatever uh, formation, and um, that's what you do when you you're just you're you're offensively weak. And and, mm-hmm. and I mean overall defensively weak too. You can't defend with two center backs. Then you know you got to put in three. Um, and one of them plays, you know, a, a holding man. Yeah. Right. Basically. Um, so yeah, it, I, I I'm in again. I, I thought I thought like about five weeks ago that they they could have taken the league, but obviously it's not going to happen anymore. That with this loss they. They completely lost that chance. Now it's up to Atleti and Madrid for the championship next week. Um, Atletico plays. Ah, what do they play? Oh, Atletico? Yeah. I'll have yeah, to come back a... to that one. But uh, Madrid plays Villarreal. So um, 
That's going to be a good Rico game. Plays Valladolid. Okay, so they play Valladolid, who just came off a spanky, and that was surprising, but they did receive a red card. Uh, and that leaves them at... I mean, they still have a chance. Valladolid has to win their must-win mode. If they win, I believe they can save themselves from relegation, but they are in 18th place. But... Haven't won in 12 games. Yeah. Um, and... Back to Barca, it, it's it's a uh, obviously it's tough, and and as a fan, you always want to see your your favorite team at the top, but you know lately Barcelona maybe like the past five years have been, um, they've been scratching at it, they've been clawing to try to get to like that last step of being at the top, of winning the league or or winning the Champions League or winning a doblete. Um, last season they didn't win shit. Um, at least they got Copa del Rey this year, but um, yeah, it, it just seems more like a norm, huh? Yeah, um, they they seem how how would I put this? They look like a contender, but not a champion. Like they'll be top five for sure, and you know before you can count on them at, at being number one, um, and. You know, it was a gradual, I guess, decline and then a serious drop off, you know, these last two years. Um, I thought they were going to be maybe like fourth, fifth place this season, which, I mean, they weren't off by a lot. I think Sevilla was still, they're going to beat Sevilla by like four points, which, um, no, that should never be the case. Sevilla has always been like the, the little, the little brother that, you know, Atletico Madrid and Barca would always like toy around with. Right, yeah, mid mid table, yeah. But this is where it is, and and, and again, a, a serious just look at, at what the squad is, what the future is, and where Laporte wants to take Barca, or at least you know direct them to. Um, he did awesome his first time around. Obviously, he, I believe he came in, he left right before Pep Guardiola, but he still won a Champions League with, with uh, Frank Record. Uh, how do you pronounce his last name? Record. 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 Something like that, yeah. But, uh, you know, he did, he did have that, 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 that championship. And he's, you know, he's receiving a, a troubled Barcelona team. Obviously, his first, um, task will be to keep Messi, but if you know, uh, as much as I hate to say it, Messi does you know hold back Barca a little now, uh, just because he's not gonna play that false nine anymore. He's not gonna be a a, a sole right winger anymore. Um, he's just like an attacking mid that you know doesn't fit into that Bar- Barca system anymore. Um, and yeah, but I mean, overall, uh, you still oh, and Barca still has Juditi and Junior Fitbo, Sergio Roberto can be sold, um, Coutinho can be sold. Um, so I expect them to get at least a hundred, a hundred million out of transfers this season, this offseason, um, uh, which can be invested into maybe two, two more players, a, a center forward, someone with you know. A attacking mentality, kind of like a poacher who in the box just can finish, 
Um, at the top of my head, I, you know, without doing any research, I, I can't really think of a forward they can afford except Holland. But <laughs> um, you know, he's gonna stay at Dortmund because they 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 uh, they got that Champions League spot this year for yeah. for for next season. So uh, he's definitely staying. You know, it, it's it'll be interesting to see where again the 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 board will take Barca. But yeah, I think I think they're in the right hands. I think uh, Laporte has made it very clear, very clear of where he wants to take Barca. And uh, you know, again, that Barcelona B team is going to be a huge improvement for for Barca. And and I can tell you, they have Alex Colado. They mm, have, yep. they have. I mean, Conrad is okay. He he's a decent player. Uh, but besides that, they still have Alejandro Balde, who's a, a very good left back, a very Jordi Alba-esque left back. They have Jandro Orellana, who's a very good holding mid. Um, not, what about other Busquets? Oriol, Oriol Busquets. Um, he, he's probably going to get sold. Um, he's a good player, but uh, to to be at the top, at, at like that top level, he's just not there. He's 22 years old. He's still young, but really, if if it's 22 already. or 23, yeah, you kind of already have to be there or else you, you're just screwed. Um, they do have another center back in Arnau Comas, who's really good. Uh, that center back position is going to be stacked, which is, you know, <laughs> for a long time, that's like the one spot that they they like. And and to this day, they still like. Yeah. Um, they have Nico Gonzalez, who I'm sure people have seen videos of him now on Twitter. Um I mean, really good center mid, really, really mm. good, creative, can push that that second line. Um, and and they have a, a small forward uh, who has like the... The these... <laughs> No, like stature-wise. Oh, he's got, oh, yeah, he's got like the... <laughs> no, <not> small feet. <laughs> he's got like the, uh, the, the stature of a Griezmann. But he's really good in that six-yard box, 18-yard box, that penalty area. He's super short, but he's a good finisher. Um, and again, the 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 coach, oh, his name is Javi too, Javi Garcia Pimienta. So that's the Barca B coach, and he's really good. He's actually been there since 2006. Um, at Barca oh, B, mm-hmm. yeah, he's been at Barca since 2006. So he's lived through that that Guardiola era too. Um, he's coached the he, the Barcelona youth team, which is called I think the Juvenil A, and then now the the Barcelona B coach, the Barcelona B team. Uh, he just took them to the playoffs to to promote to the second division, but they lost to Murcia in the playoffs, uh, which sucks. But you know, um, it just, it does tell you a lot about that Barca B team. It's a bunch of youngsters, 17, 18, 19. Um, a couple low knees from Girona and Atletico Madrid, but overall they're 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 good. They're they're a good team. Um, but yeah, I, I, I expect Barca to pick players from, from this squad. I uh, expect the first team to pick players from the, the Barca's B squad uh, for the upcoming season. Um, as of now, Barca has I believe 24 rostered players. Again, of those 24, I believe eight spots are going to be cleared up. And 
uh, depending on who Barca brings in this season. Um, Barcelona B has a, a good chance to represent in the in that first team. And also, I mean, uh, Barca also has Jean-Claude Torrido, Emerson, they got Carles Aleña, Monchu, who's another great center back that I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Juan Miranda, left back, center back type of player. Uh, and yeah, I mean, uh, I'm over their loss. I, I, I didn't, no, you're not. <laughs> I didn't set expectations going into the <laughs> season. So that that's always good. I knew they weren't going to win Champions League. I knew it was going to be tough for them to win the Liga. I'm so glad they, they won Copa del Rey. And, you know, look, hopefully Coleman um, won't be there at the, you know, come July 1st. No, it's all good. We, we've been there. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that's where we are. And I, I, I can't wait for next week's last game of uh, the season. Because I'm going to be in tears watching Messi play. Uh, but believe if this is the last episode before that game, which shouldn't be. Uh, Messi, if you're listening, I think you are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's been an honor watching you play. Love you. Bye. Marshall, I have a couple questions for you, though. Go ahead. I have, so uh, you're talking about like... Um, you know, Messi possibly, you know, it being his last game. Three questions before, and then maybe you can tackle them all. But my first question is, so there's been obviously rumors of Aguero supposedly saying, you know, that Messi is his destination. He could be that that player that finishes, you know. He doesn't have that spark like he used to. He doesn't have that um that 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 game where he can come down and receive the ball and, and then and then go forward and, and then be that you know Suarez Benzema like player. Uh, maybe right now his best you know attribute is maybe being in the box and, and finishing. You know we haven't seen that lately with City, but um, maybe that's his best thing right now that he has. So my question is if Aguero stays, if I, I mean if Aguero does go, does Messi stay? My other question is Gabi has extended two-year contract with um with the with the club that he's at right now, the Al Habib or something. I think it is Al Hadid. And then uh, so okay, there's one or two things. You know, it he could very well be. You know, he he wants to stay there. He wants to see what you know what he can do over there. However, a, a, a guy as competitive as him, a guy as as uh, intelligent as him, that you know, time and time and again, people have said you know he's going to be the next you know Guardiola kind of uh, coach. Um, did, did he just do that so that he can so that his the club that he's at can get a buyout from Barca because that's what they do you know they'll, they'll, they'll extend contracts you know even a player will extend a contract just so that he can get bought out and he can actually give them some money before he goes um, instead of just leaving straight out so can Xavi possibly do that and then also someone that I am in love with is Ricky Puig um, you know I didn't watch the game today but you know after uh, I did speak to a couple people, uh, Nacho, shout out Nacho, um, my uh, compa, and um, uh, you know he was talking about Huge, who I've seen also hasn't gotten the the time that he's deserved. I think that he's deserved. And my question is, do you think that he should have maybe gotten a little bit? I think he's he's so good. You know, he, he he's uh, he can assist. He can. Um, play the the box to box player. He can play a little bit more of an attacking mid. Um, 
you know, he, he's very good with uh, a pass and move. Uh, he's very good with, with, with playing with another player that maybe could, uh, could take care of his lack of defense. Um, you know, similar to, I'm not, I'm not, okay. The reason I'm going to compare them is only because of the lack of defense. Iniesta had no defense and he had Xavi and Busquets that kind of helped him play a little mm-hmm. bit more in the center mid while Xavi, while Iniesta could be a little bit more free and just, and, and, and move around, you know, up top, be the dribbler, be the uh, assist and, and, and be a little bit, you know, he didn't score too much, but he could score as well, finish. Uh, Xavi was the one to distribute and Busquets was the one to recover and then distribute. So my question is, if he has someone like Pedri that can be that person that can help, you know, distribute a little bit more, play a little bit more, could play defensively, can Puig be that guy that can help get that spark, that that love that people, you know, the, you know, Puig, who is just a lovable player just in general, Alenia could, could help there too. But could these players be getting a little bit more time than, you know, Piani doesn't even need to be there or whatever, doesn't play that much, you know, I don't know what's your take in all those three questions. Again, that's yeah. Messi stays with Aguero. Does Xavi extend the the Xavi extend make it um, less likely that he goes to Barca or a possibility that he still goes? And then Ricky, what's your take on him? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I, I, freaking awesome questions. Uh, yeah, yeah, the the Aguero rumor. Uh, I think it was Bleacher Report who who published mm-hmm. that he had already agreed with with Barca. Uh, if that does happen, I still don't think that's enough for Messi to stay mm-hmm. um, because, again, all, uh, you know, we, we go back to before l- the past offseason where Suarez went to Atletico. Yeah. Uh, the year before that, he was actually rumored to you know be on the transfer list too, but uh, Messi, again, you know, that stepped in he was like no you can't sell him that you know obviously they have the, that friendship there um and that comes into play with a word or two you know that friendship it's more of like a friendship you know accommodate this player for messi because they're friends not mm-hmm. because they they're good fit not because a world's right. gonna help you i mean he'll help you again you know in la liga you know against like some in of those rotation. smaller teams yeah mm-hmm. he'll help you there but he's not gonna help you win a championship um, That's a good point. Yeah. He he's years, you know, he's a couple of years away, you know, past his prime. I believe he's the same age as Messi, maybe a year younger actually, but um, he's he's just not that center forward that he was back in the day. Um, and if that's the case, then if you if why'd you get rid of Suarez if he's if not having if he's at the same level if not having a better uh year than a widow. Why'd you get why'd you get rid of Luis Suarez? You know, you could have you should have just kept them. Um and you you could tell this year that they missed that number nine, that presence in the box. And you know, even if he would have gotten 15 goals, 20 goals this season, that's still it, it takes a lot of attention to draw it, it draws a lot more attention to to Suarez in, in the box freeing up you know space for Messi at the top of the box which you know that's where he does all his all his damage um but i mean it, it, you know back to Aguero um he again it's more of like a friendship you know accommodate to Messi yeah 
let him know that you have his back and that you're willing to bring in the players that he wants. Uh, but I think I think we're over that now. I think yeah. at, at some maybe point. More to it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and and maybe that was more of Bartomeu doing that, you know, when he was in charge. And maybe Laporte won't necessarily want to do that. Um, because, he, he, again, Laporte is thinking of the club itself. And he proved that with, again, with Frank Reichardt. He had won the Champions League for Barca. But he was like, fuck this. I'm going to go with this Barcelona B coach and Pep Guardiola, who no one fucking knows. He obviously played for Barca. You know, he came, but Guardiola came out from the youth ranks too. You know, let's give him a chance. I like what he sees with the Barca B, what he sees. And then and then I think it was like the year after that, that's when they, they go off and they just start winning the league. They start winning yeah. the Champions League. That first season, I think they struggled. And I think even like the first couple of games of under Guardiola, they lost. And mm. and. Everyone was like, "Well, why would you fire Frank Reichard when for for this dude? Like, who the fuck is this dude? Like, why? Yeah. Why even do that?" And uh, Laporta just knows what has to happen, and you know, luckily he he did have some time away. Um, he got to maybe as a president. I'm not sure how that works. Like, do you take notes and shit? Like, do you see what's going on? Like. What's your strategy? Like, what's the next move or whatever? Yeah. Move, like what needs to happen? But and hopefully he did take time to to do that. And and I think that's something Bartomeu didn't do with Barcelona, uh, which has brought them here now. Um, yeah. But you know, Aguero, oh man, it's just tough because I I want to believe that Messi's gonna stay because of Aguero. I I completely want to, you know, b- believe that. But I, I just don't see it um, likely. Yeah, or being a factor. Mm-hmm. I don't see it being a factor as, as much as you know some some people might might think it is. But if Messi stays, it's because they're gonna guarantee him someone else, like just like another starter. Uh, not sure who. I don't I don't know who's even who Barca can Alan, afford. Man, Alan's the only person that can yeah, make him stay. Pretty probably. much. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, and it it might be something where they're just gonna have to fucking. Bite the bullet and spend the the 150 200 million dollars on Halan immediately, rather than waiting till next season where it's 75 million release cost. Um, yeah, I mean, because again, Messi, you got one year tops, two years maybe with him, um, yeah. and you and obviously you want him to see, you want him to win another championship no, no matter what, either La Liga or or the Champions League. Like that's those are the players you're rooting for, and and you want to see and you want to see one, um, and then as far as um, what was the second what was the second one again? Um, the it, you can tag whichever one. It's um, Ricky. Who you think of Fuge? Oh, Rick, uh-huh. And then and then Shafi and then Shavi, uh, extending mm-hmm. his contract. You know, he yeah. extends it or or what's going yeah the, on there, the like? Shavi one. Uh, I like that one just because um, uh, I was. I was reading that article and, and uh, I forgot. I think it was, his, I think it was Bleacher Report too. Who who posted it? Uh, he does have a special release clause if it's the Barcelona job. Um, so I, I believe it was, um, I guess a, a free negotiation between Barcelona and Xavi. Oh, where shit. yeah, where that that's like the only team where that were. That would be the case only if Barcelona came knocking and 
and offered Shabby that job. That's uh, likely. Which <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, but obviously, you know that. I, I, what's his What's his team's name? But yeah, that that Qatar like team. Al or something. Al Hadid, like that. yeah. Al Hilal or something. But yeah. yeah, I mean, they see something in 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 this current Barca, you know, saga that you know make makes them believe that Xavi could possibly stay for another two years without Barca, um, you know, offering offering Xavi a contract. Which I mean, that good for them. They're they're a good team. I've seen some other games. Uh, they're winning championships left and right. And, um, you know, it's going to be a tough decision between Xavi, Xavi Garcia Pimienta, or the next coach. Because, you know, I, my only my only other option would have been Julian Nagelsmann for Barca. But right, right. He, he went to Bayern Munich, unless you try and go for Glob, which, I mean, maybe, but I don't. I don't see him leaving leaving Liverpool, um, unless Liverpool themselves part ways from Klopp. Yeah. You know, unless they fire him or they both mutually agree to, to, uh, you know, terminate the contract. Then There's not many it, other suitors, you know, in terms of yeah, you know, like who would go to Barca. Yeah. And even with that, even if Klopp and Liverpool do you know part ways, you still have Madrid who might part ways with Sudan. Yeah. And Madrid can very seen. yeah, they're gonna have competition in, in in the coaching in the coaching world, I guess. Um and Madrid I, I've seen Madrid uh linked with Allegri, which I still I don't think that's the, <laughs> the right person, but um, yeah. yeah, it's it's gonna be tough. Uh uh, uh for Xavi again, it's and for both Xavi and Xavi Garcia Pimienta, it's like they're good at their, you know, they're good coaches at the teams Where they're, they're at. coaching right now. So it, it's... Can't really say that they're going to be successful at the upper level. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. With, uh, with, and especially with, like, competing personalities such as, you know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, not that Barca has crazy personalities right now, mm-hmm. but you still have very, very high caliber players that yeah. then you have to be someone that is good with development in terms of all the younger players but at the same time with the experienced players also players that you might have played with <laughs> right so <laughs> uh, in terms of when we're talking about Xavi so yeah absolutely it's a it's a lot of dynamic little a lot of difference um dynamics and and, and what what would happen so yeah, yeah that's that's super fucking tricky and that, that's one thing I've noticed of like this older Barca generation, the, the current players, you know, the Messi, Jordi Alba, Pique, Busquets, for some reason, I just don't see them as as the leaders that Xavi and Iniesta were 100%. when those kids, when they came in as youngsters. I think maybe Pique and Messi. I'd, I'd argue Pique maybe is, is, a, is a good leader. Uh, I think he has the back of people. Uh, like he has the back of the the younger ones coming in and stuff. I would say maybe just by example, maybe he doesn't lead, such yeah. as Xavi and Iniesta did or Messi. Yeah. They do lead by example. And I don't think maybe Piquet does as much. But I would say like in terms of like have, like support and everything like that, I think Piquet has you know time and again been that guy that's always you know there. Um, but yeah, I think you're right in terms of. Uh, when we're looking at 
Uh, leading by example, yeah, no, it's only Messi, and even then, Messi is he has his moments where he's just <laughs> is he a leader or is he not? Yeah, exactly. Um, and then Ricky Puy, oh man, I, I still love that guy. Hopefully, he stays with, with Barca. I don't know why Coleman didn't play him, like, what? ridiculous, man. And and I love Eli Smoriva, I do. He's, I think, he's yeah. a great player. But he, uh, Ricky Puig would have offered way more than Elix offered. Ten percent. Yeah. If you get Elix scored maybe two goals and maybe give like two assists a season, playing maybe twenty five games, at least ten of those were, you know, like seventy five minutes or more. And if you give that time to Ricky Puig. I'm no, sure he can put up at least five, six goals, at least five, six assists. Yeah, and create more. And, and, and chance creations, you know, even, chance if cre- not, yeah. even if it's not on the stand sheet, it's mm-hmm. the creations, you know, in that respect. And, and defending, Elias is not a good defender. And Ricky Beach is not the best either. But he he has his moments where he's dropping down to the center back yeah. position, well, taking yeah, the box ball to box, but, yeah. yeah, Going back up the fucking field, and looking for a player, giving that extra pass, yeah. creating chances. That's what he can do. Him and the fight. He's a fighter. He's a fighter. He's yeah. a he, he's a hard worker. He, he, you know, and you know, like you said, he's 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 not the best defender. He's not known for his defending and everything. He's not gonna be that that type of player, but he's a I mean he's he's a Barcelona player. He it, it's that's mm-hmm. in his blood. That's what he, what he needs yeah. to do. Yeah, so I definitely um I would love to see more of him next season. Believe if you can switch out Pedri out to like the left wing or something and and put Weege in that like left center mid position. Play them together. Play them together in that same banda and you let them give them a chance to get to know each other, to build a connection. Those two guys are going to be fucking insane. I promise you. Yeah. Those guys are going to be insane together. You give them a striker like Halan, and then you give them a right winger. Fuck, you can even give Trincao a chance in the right wing. more chances? For sure. Bring in a defensive mid, a solid coming in. You have Ansu. You don't even need Messi no more. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, uh, I think Breach played a hell of a game today. I Pedri obviously he was just tired and exhausted. I we don't talked about know. it before. Yeah, not nah. <laughs> too young to play fucking fifty he games. 50 man. Games. He's too young. <laughs> How are you gonna do that to him, especially at that level, especially including the Champions League now, and you're including a a run in the Copa del Rey, and now you're including <laughs> his insane. his international call ups. Like young. he's too young. Give him a chance. Give him a break. You have Ricky Puig that can play. If you want to listen, who's yeah, he's loaned up. Oh, he did. He got yeah, loaned out in, in, in January, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he got loaned out in January. My and he scored today, I think. Pretty sure he scored today. Hitafe? Yeah, they. Yeah, there's. I forgot he got I forgot he was there in the beginning of the season, then he got loaned out again. Mm-hmm. He got loaned out. He, for, I don't know why Gomez. What he. I'm not sure what he wants from his center mid uh, because it was just 
<laughs> it's just tough to, to watch some of those games, especially in the middle when the first halves were freaking amazing. You know, every player was busting their ass. They were winning 1-0, 2-0 at half. And then second half comes up. He makes his changes, changes tactics. And Barcelona loses leads. They tie. <laughs> they, they lose. It, it, it's, it's just sad. And, yeah. you know. Obviously, time and again, it's time and again, yeah. you know, it's going to be consistent. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, yeah, hopefully, Ricky Butch stays. And obviously, even better if Goldman leaves. Um, if not, I'm sure Goldman will be pressured to, to give him more playing time. I'm sure Goldman will be pressured to go back to the Barca, you know, 4 3 3 formation and, and those tactics. Uh, whether he likes it or not, it, he he's not the coach that has earned his, like his spot to like play around call the way. shots. Yeah, so, I feel like it, it. Okay, so it's like a it's like a weird version of a four three three. So like a four three three, obviously Busquets would come in between the defenders, right? He'd come in between the mm-hmm. two center backs. However, with this, it's a natural three in the back mm-hmm. with the Jung there, and then the um. Uh, Best and Jordi Alba as wingbacks. Wingbacks, yep. And then Busquets with uh, Pedri. But the thing is that they would play very, very much of a like double six. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of lose that like creator creation, like the the the, the you lose that um, deep line playmaker because the Jong is actually te- technically need to be focused on defending too much too. Mm-hmm. Versus Busquets when he would play a four three three. Busquets would be that deep line playmaker where he doesn't have to worry about defending as much. He's more of a recovery kind of guy, whatever he may be. And when you have him, when you have them as a double six, like I don't think you have that create. You want be you want um uh, Pedri to be that cre- like creative player and Messi to drop a little bit. But in, in, I mean, obviously to have a free roam of the field. But that's just so much. Like I don't know. It's just. I feel like you lose a lot of, or or if anything, you 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 try to force things too much mm-hmm. with that, yep. you know. You do, and yep. you try to go wide, you try to go back in. It's the same thing over and over again. It's just, it just doesn't work. It hasn't worked. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, Coleman's best games were with, like, with um, with. De Jong as like that third center back. Uh, yeah, it was with Barca, and he it for was. some reason he decided putting putting Piquet back at center mid. It was like the best option. <laughs> but it, but uh, even even when he did have De Jong there, you lost a lot of De Jong's abilities, right? Because yeah, he would play that. He he'd be good to come out of the back. He'd be obviously the best to come out of the back because he's a he's a very good uh, holding mid. Mm-hmm. Along with being more of a center mid, he could, he could, I mean, he could play everything, you know, in the midfield, but you lose a lot of his abilities, I feel like, That's when true. you play him there. Yeah. And you have him focus on defending way too much. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like, no, yeah. 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 So I don't know. It's just, but disappointments. We'll see. It's going to be a, I mean, in a way, I'm kind of excited to see where. Barcelona's, yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a whole new thing, you know. We mm-hmm. we experienced this this area of Barca 
coming coming into a um what do you call it uh, I, I guess you could say rebuild mm -hmm. say it in an american way but uh you know we didn't we didn't ex we experienced this when we were very very young so we didn't really see the Ronaldinho coming in and right. that kind of change you know yeah and and now it's about to get like that it's about to be who are the right people to come in and stuff who are the right players that are going to come from that from the um the academy the let's say yeah. and stuff like that you know it's um it's gonna be interesting uh, and i think shabby's a, per a perfect person to 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 do it you know or or the For other sure. guy you mentioned i don't know who he is actually um uh i haven't done my due diligence with him so but um i mean if, if you you know if you say if you, if you mentioned he's been doing good with with bay and he's been there since 2006 why not give him a chance you know you do you do you know you still have shabby Mm -hmm. uh, if this doesn't work out in a couple of years, why not try this guy out that has, you know, sure. the ability to be what Guardiola did and not saying that he's going to be what Guardiola is, but he can have that effect in terms of the um, connection with the younger players, something like Lampard kind of did. With, yes, you know for, what I mean? sure. Um, for sure. Something that, you know, you know, Klopp was with Mainz and with, um, with Borussia Dortmund to let that let these players play a little bit, you know, these young players play. Uh, I wish he did it a little bit more with Liverpool with Curtis Jones. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. you have a stacked team with Liverpool, so it's a little bit different. But you know, that's just my kind of thing. So. Let's talk about Chelsea. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Chelsea, um, I did, I've been tear, teary for a good, uh, good couple of days. Yeah, man. So something I, 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 I tweeted about when I uh, went on a little rant, I'm guessing only three people read it or one person probably. It was like four. It was, a, it was a thread of like four and it was like a hundred. It was all, it was yeah. completely full. You use the, yeah, you use the max. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's the thing. I think something that we kind of overlook in soccer is the momentum mm. and the confidence in the game, right? So, you know, a team may be pretty good, you know, or, or a team may not be actually very, very good, you know, a team, it's one or the other, right? A team can be can be lacking players, can be can be having um, injury, a lot of injuries, and yet they can still be winning, right? Yeah. That's because those people that come in have the same confidence, they have the same effect on the game. My thing is that the biggest thing to me right now is we're looking at momentum going into the end of the season with Chelsea. Chelsea had, you know. 24 games under Tuchel, where they won, I believe it was 17 games and lost twice. That's insane for a, a start, you know? And they were playing well. They were playing very, very well under Tuchel. You know, that's 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 two games. That's a, two games that they, they beat Simeone with Atletico Madrid. You beat Real Madrid. You uh, beat Man City twice. You beat Liverpool. You beat um, Porto. You went to Porto. And you know, countless of good results, good momentum coming in, confidence, all-time high. And all of a sudden, you know, you lose against – or, or before even before this, you lose to West Brom 5-2, right? 
a horrible loose to morale. And then what do they do? They rebound and they play good. And again, no losses until until they play Porto again. Yeah. And then that was again they you know it, it, it didn't even feel like a loss. You know didn't lose the the, the actual uh, confidence, the morale, of the team. And then you know you you're, you're going through it. You win you win your semifinal against Real Madrid, the kings of Champions League, right? You beat City twice. You beat them in the FA Cup to go to the final. You beat uh, them in the in the in the league, so that you can have that momentum going into the you know top four. It looks like Leicester is slipping, and then what happens? You lose against Arsenal of all teams. You lose a London derby. It's not only important in the actual league itself. It's actually important in the in the fandom. The fact that it's a London derby. And it's the one of the it's the biggest London derby for for Chelsea, I would say. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, obviously Fulham because of in terms of uh, geography, but Arsenal is that top six team, that historical top six team, and those players that have played for both teams. You know, it's it's I to me that's the biggest um, London rival before Tottenham, before West Ham, before. Um, um, you know, Fulham, before all these teams, I think that's the biggest rival just because of all those players. Yeah. And so you lose against them. It, you know, there was a lot of things that went wrong there. There was a penalty that wasn't called. Uh, you know, it was a different, different lineup. Um, you do play, you know, you, you, you rest a lot of players. Uh, you don't have Mount, and, and, and he's been very essential there. You don't have Kante. Gilmore played well, but, you know, and you lose that game, you kind of see Chelsea looking like if they're focused on the FA Cup, maybe, right? Yeah. They lose that game, and then they go to the FA Cup. They lose a chance to score early. Um, they the the goal that they get scored on, beautiful goal by Telemans. You can't take anything away from that goal. However, there was a handball right before that VAR just completely overlooked. Mm-hmm. So, you know, not trying to make excuses for that, but you look at that and then you get um, an offside that was literally by a nail. To me, those kind of caused me to be too close to call. Yeah. It just, it was way too close to call. And to me, it's just unlucky. Arsenal game was unlucky and Leicester game's unlucky. But what happens is if you're in a run of games, you have a run of games, you have luck on your side. That's just a fact. You have luck on your side. There's, there's, there's a confidence, there's a momentum, like I said. I keep on saying those two words because that's what it is. And you have that going for you, and luck is going to fall on your side. And that's just how it is. I mean, I remember games against City where Chelsea was completely being run over, and, and then they win. You know, and, and, and same thing against Real Madrid. Real Madrid had a bunch of chances. Um, Chelsea, I think, played better. But Real Madrid um, had, had chances and stuff, and, and yet Chelsea – goes forward so my biggest thing is now you lose against Arsenal now you lose against Leicester in the final you lose the London Derby and you lose the FA Cup final your morale your confidence is at an all-time low now yeah going into a game against the same team that just beat you going into again an Aston Villa who is is a solid team can beat anybody at any given day and then you go to the Champions League final against a team that has just been crowned champions and who has Guardiola, who obviously is a genius, and who has the, the 
the the energy of oh I, i've lost twice against this team now and who i can't even think of a team that has beat guardiola twice in one season now you have Chelsea done it twice you think they're gonna do it a third time it's difficult to imagine that that can happen while chelsea is on the low so to me it is so 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 essential that chelsea come out and they absolutely demolish Leicester. They demolish Leicester. They go 3-0. They win 2-0, 3-1. They score some goals on them. And I promise you that level is going to go back up. They're going to feel back up just like they did before. Because to me, before the Arsenal game, I genuinely, genuinely, not just because I'm a huge Chelsea fan, I genuinely thought Chelsea had the opportunity to beat City in the Champions League. And just two losses. And it's not – sometimes I think about people like, oh, there's teams that have lost twice in a row or three in a row, and they're like, oh, you know, this team sucks. And it's like, what are you talking about? You were just praising them a week ago, and now you're, like, talking shit? You know, it's like Bayern Munich. When they were seen with Bayern Munich, like, Bayern Munich, high, mighty. And then all of a sudden, they get out of the Champions League, and they're, like, trash. And it's like, what? No, they're still like, world-class team. They're, you know, top three teams. But just because they're out of the Champions League, they're trash. It's like, what? You know? And so my thing is, the the you can't say Chelsea trash just because of those two, two games. However, you can look at it and 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 really analyze it in, in a negative way because of that momentum that they had that just completely got murdered. And you'll and you had seen it in the interviews with Aspi um, and Tucho. They were like, okay, like it's up to us to to for, oh and Rudiger. It was mm-hmm. we had to forget about that and then just completely you know, change our, our, our mindset and go out to just, it's three finals. All these three games now are three finals because Liverpool is breathing on our neck and not in the kinky way. And then <laughs> you have, um, and, uh, you know, West Ham's still there alive and well, and so is Everton. So is Tottenham. So you very, very much have those two finals. And then you have obviously the biggest game of, most of their lives right now. Actually, all of their lives, I will say. I don't think that's be played in the World Cup. Uh, he came to Chelsea in 2012 after the Champions League win. Uh, and then you have players like Mount, Reese James, Willem Hotemengoli. I mean, yeah, Giroud played the World Cup, so maybe not him and Kante, but everybody else is going to be the best, the, the, the biggest game of their lives. But you have Guardiola, who hasn't won the World Cup. I mean, who hasn't won the Champions League in a very long time, who does not lose more than once to a team in a year, and now has already lost twice. I mean, the momentum for City could not be better. The momentum going into that game could not be better. The confidence could not be better. And to me, yes, I would. Before I would say, if Chelsea was still up and high, I still think City would come in like shit. This team beat me twice. I gotta be more careful. I'm going to be more in my mind yeah. because I have to think about what they did to me, this, this, and that, instead of playing my own game. Well, Chelsea could have just went in there and thought, I'm confident I'm playing my own game and I can win this. Now, Chelsea is the one thinking, fuck, I've, I've fucked up a bunch of times now. I lost you know, two games and now I'm coming into this. It's, it's to me, that's the biggest thing. And I, and I, and I, I talked about it a little bit, but that's to me the biggest thing that I'm I'm scared of because Chelsea can go from uh, potentially winning two two trophies and going into the top four or top three 
now falling out of the top four and losing two finals. Yeah. I don't think that has anything to do with Tucha's job. I think that just has to do with where we're at in the in the time. Um, I think Tucha, I think Kelsey comes back to next year as a very, very, very strong team. I think it's going to be a, a top city, a top Chelsea, a top, you know, even Liverpool and even um, and even United. I think it's going to be a race of those four. I don't think uh, Tottenham has anything right now. Um, I don't think anybody else has has that longevity, that consistency as uh, as everybody else. Um, but I think this is going to be one of the biggest. I think um, historically, one of the biggest. Like, uh, how do I put it? Just uh, just ro- like uh, you know, multiple. I don't know games or events to that really define the season of Chelsea yeah. this year could be a historical, historical season. Absolutely historical, obviously for the Champions League, but more of like the way that Tuchel came in, the way that I think you had mentioned once Tuchel being Chelsea's Oscar Alex possibly. Um, and yeah, I think to me, this is going to be so defining. It's uh, it's very nerve wracking, especially as a Chelsea fan, because coming into this, you were thinking <laughs> I'm high as hell. And then all of a sudden, I'm low as hell now. I'm yeah. super low. I'm super nervous. Uh, I'm feeling the same way I felt right before the Real Madrid game. Although two days before the Real Madrid game, I was fine. But then I saw all this stuff about Madrid being teams of Champions League, and I took a step back, and I'm like, that is fucking true. Fuck. And at the end of the day, the better team right now is City. The coach right now that is doing work is obviously Guardiola, but Tuchel is just so genius right now, and it's just gonna be uh, it's gonna be a chess match. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be very very interesting to see what's what's the game. Uh, I have a soccer tournament with my kids and my with the kids I train. Um, I may cancel the tournament even though we are paid for it. <laughs> I may, you know, get my vaccine that day on purpose. That way, <laughs> you know, um, so that I can feel sick. It's just, it's impossible to miss. Um, I'm extremely excited. I already talked to your brother, told him to see if, if, you know, because his team is whack, Real Madrid, they're not going to be there. He said he couldn't, he, he's not going to be able to make it. He won't be here. So I was like, all right, well, hate you. Um, and it's just gonna, you know, we're we're gonna see what what happens, but yeah, Chelsea is at a at a crossroads. But to be quite honest, I'm not. I, so I'm a, I'm a big Barca fan as well, more because of Iniesta and more because of Messi. Once Messi leaves, once obviously Iniesta had left, would I be as big of a fan? To be honest, I'm not sure. Fake. But <laughs> but I uh, I love them. You know, I love Messi. I love Iniesta. Iniesta was my favorite player of all times. I obviously would still support Barca, but I wouldn't be that diehard fan that I used to be. Or um, Obviously, Chelsea's more, but to me, obviously, right now, I'd rather be on the Chelsea side than, than Barca uh, because I the, the squad is, is, is bigger. The squad is a little bit better at the moment. Um, well, I guess when you have Messi, you're Good, better team, right? But uh, 
I just, it's just at the moment, I'm, I'm happier that, that way, but it's scary. Um, even being a Barca fan, you're scared. You see what the hell's going on. It's interesting, mm-hmm. but it's, it, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. So we'll see what happens there, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing about Chelsea, it's, it's, um, the same players, the same formation, the same tactics, the same coach leading, you know, since Tuchel came in, nothing has changed within these losses. So I think it's just mm. a matter of, you know, like a fucking just a click. It's just yeah. something. It, it see, is. And, and you know what could help, though? I, I will say, like, the absence of Christensen has been was, – was a little bit effective, even, even if maybe – because he was playing very well, but also um, I think um, it was a rotation of Kante, Jorginho, and Kova, and Kova got hurt, so Gilmore had to play a little bit, and Gilmore's oh, great. Did, but yeah, but I think the I think what could what could make a difference, or, or, or and also you had to make rotations. So um, Giroud played a little bit more, who who had his appearances have been awful lately. Uh, I think also. Um, Alonso had been playing and Choa has been playing very well. So I think those rotations could have affected things. Should they have still won? Yes. The formations have been the same. You're absolutely right. Um, you also have that Pulisic hasn't been starting the last two games. Those were the things that I think, like, you can kind of say if they were starting, could he have made a difference? Maybe we'll never know. But you're right. The formation's been the same. Everything else has been the same, um, and they have had rotations before that had worked. So mm-hmm. you can't say like, "Oh, now the rotation." So yeah, I, I will agree with you. But one thing I will say is that Kova had been very, very essential to Chelsea. And yes, they were winning without him. They won the semifinal without him. They won the, I think, against City without him. But I think that is going to be the spark that can make a difference. If he comes in Tuesday and he's good to go and he can play the way that he was playing before, I think that can be the spark that gives that confidence, that gives that difference to 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 um to get the team going again. Him, Jorginho, Kante rotation, that's ridiculous. How can you choose of those two to, to start, you know? Um yeah. and then you have and I and I and I will say it Roberts, Pulisic, and Mount need to start up there with only the rotation of Kulum hudson Adoy mm-hmm. and Ziyech. I do not think Giroud should play. I don't think Timo Werner should be playing. And I don't think, and and, and it sucks to say because we haven't seen too much of him, even though he was leading scorer for the FA Cup, uh, uh, Tammy, Tammy Abraham. Those three, though, are the strikers. And I do not think those three should play these last three games. I do not think so. I think it should be a rotation between those five. Kulum hudson Adoy, Ziyech on the bench with Havertz, Mount, and Pulisic playing each game starting. And then the rotation of uh, Dante, Jorginho, and Kova. And then Chilwell and James just play them out there if Christensen is in back or Hop or, or Aspi. So. It, and I, I don't I just, I mean, I, I get in Chelsea's three options at striker. Um, like I you mentioned, good. <laughs> are, are, are good. <laughs> but and each one is different in their own respect. No, For sure. uh, 
Giroud does not fit in the system, obviously. Tammy Abraham, for some reason, uh, just it's it's not clicking with him anymore. Uh, he might need a, a you know change of scenery, change of scenery come back. Uh, and Timo Werner just had a he's having a tough time adjusting. And at that point, like if those are your three options at striker, but then you still you have players who can play forward and you know like Havertz. Mm-hmm. Havertz, I would even try Christian Pulisic. Yeah. Um, but the thing is with those, they rotate. They just rotate. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. And but it and it works and I and I love it. And it's kind of like what what uh what Diola does too. You know, he's got those four you know, four attacking mids, four midfielders, strikers, however you want to do it, you can rotate them. You know, these are smart players. They're skillful, skillful players. Tucho's a great coach. He's a, a above all, he's a, a coach that can teach you and the world class uh, tactician. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and this is something that he can teach. And I'm sure he, I'm sure he's had his like his attempts, and he has that that option too. But at this point, it's like, why not try it? Like, Timo Werner, he's not producing yeah. what you want to produce. Especially um, end of the season, you know? Yeah. And and you, <laughs> it's weird because last week, two weeks ago, we would have said, yeah, they're a shoe-in. Chelsea's a shoe-in for Champions League uh, for next season. But now they, they're at the risk of missing out. <laughs> It's like, I mean, I mean, fucking throw something, put throw, I don't know, put Timo Warren or uh, play Kai Havertz as a, as a nine, play Pulisic as a nine, false nine, however you want to play it, put four or five people outside of the box, inside, you know, runs or outside runs, however you want to play it, but just try a little something new. Don't be afraid. Um, I think either way, luckily, if they land in fifth, they still make Champions League, so. Yeah. Um, and if they win the Champions League, then they make Champions League. Yeah. So you you have you have that cushion that you can, can still make Champions League. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can afford it a little. Only thing that would suck is obviously not finishing in the top four. Um, yes. Yeah. But. I don't yeah, know. I mean, what do you think about like you know that whole like momentum thing? Because because I, I I've really like looked at it and I've been kind of like seeing like how Chelsea can, can is just confidence and, and you keep on going and you're 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 high and and then all of a sudden you get that low you know what i mean like chelsea like you said it, it doesn't change the from the, the play doesn't you know it's still that 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 press that high that that counter um counter press once they lose that ball it's it's very in the middle of the field um in terms of not not center field but in terms of like that uh just, just the, the center of the field, that the middle third, um, that's where they recover the ball. They, they'll let them, they'll let the opponent play if they want to in that mid midfield, and and you can't get into that final third of Chelsea without, you know, it, it, Chelsea will recover the ball there. It's just time and again. Look at all, look at all those stats of clean sheets. You know, I think it was seven clean, seventeen clean sheets, something like that, in like twenty five games, something like that, and. They, they're comfortable without the ball. They were doing that with City, but then they keep the ball and they make the other team uncomfortable because you have players like Kova and Jorginho who 
are, are can be risky. Kovac risky going forward. Jorginho risky with just holding the ball. I don't know if you saw Guardiola's quote. He said, you know, there's he hasn't seen or, or that that Jorginho is a very very special holding mid, and Chelsea has a a, a world class holding mid in the Premier League. Um, you know, and you know Guardiola to talk about holding mids with all the players, you know, yeah. that means something. And him as a player as well, just as a, as a center mid himself, um, you know, he know he knows a thing or two. And, yeah. and uh, I sound like Taylor when I say that, a thing or two. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, the point is, like, and again, like, the reason we, you know, we're talking is, is because we're talking about our, our clubs. And so I'm, I'm, I'm talking about Chelsea that way because that's how I feel in terms of, that's how I feel about, their prospect, the, the, the game that they have. Are they the best team in Europe right now? Maybe not. I think City might be, you know? And but Chelsea weren't the best team in the world when they were when they won in 2012. They were when they lost to Barca and Iniesta scored that goal. <laughs> they were <laughs> they were when they had um Drogba and 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 um Balak and Lampard, Essien, Essien, Makalele, and all these players—they yeah. were then too. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it—it's—it's it, it's about how you bring that momentum, that confidence, that that energy that you have, the players that you have, and it matters on the coach. It matters so much on that and how you bring it into the game and how you're able to uh, perform in that given day. And I think Tuchel is able to do that. He's done it already against City twice. I think Guardiola, you know, he he said it himself. He's like, I know now what you know, they're gonna play. Um, you know, I know he was just kind of messing around and stuff, but he he very well could. He's a genius, and it's gonna be a very exciting Champions League. Um, it's a very nerve-wracking final three games for Chelsea. It's a very nerve-wracking year for, or it's gonna be a very nerve-wracking off-season for Barca. Um, it's going to be just, I think this is a historical, historical moment in soccer for, you know, Barca. I think it's a historical moment for Chelsea. So I think like both of us are in that, in that atmosphere of like, shit, this is going to like be a, a huge deal. You know, I'll probably yeah. cry at least 17 times if Chelsea wins <laughs> the Champions League. Um, you know, if Messi stays, that's another prior to. Uh, Chelsea's if, if, if Barca gets Halan, crazy. Um, you know, yeah, if, if, <laughs> so, there's a lot going on, but we'll see how that goes. So it's yeah. gonna be good. And to stay on the topic of, of Barca and Chelsea, um, the women's play the mm. women's teams play the Champions League today. Yeah, Barcelona Still. took the, the title. 4-0, which they scored all four in the first half. Uh, in the first uh, 30 minutes? I think they were 30 up, minutes. They were up yeah. 3-0 in 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. The first goal, I, I, I got to watch so, some of it. I watched it the beginning. Like mm-hmm. Yeah. The, <laughs> because, I, I mean, at, at 10 minutes, they were, I think they were already 2 or 3. I think, it's, I think the 18th minute. So, I started watching it when they were at the 28th minute or something like that, uh-huh. 30th, and it was 3-0. Yeah. I watched like 10 minutes, and they scored the fourth goal, and then I turned it off and started playing FIFA, <laughs> uh, which we will update you guys again. Yeah. But, um, 
uh, and, and uh, yeah, I was like, there's no point in watching this anymore. They're definitely a loss. Um, and when I was watching, actually, Chelsea was dominating, and then Barca scored again. Just yeah. so much clinical, and then good on the ball, and then Barca would, would, would dominate too. Uh, they're both good squads. It's just um, Barca's the better team, and, and um, they showed it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, Chelsea has the, uh, the chance to have, um, uh, the, as a club, lose three championships <laughs> in a matter of a month. It's just going to be yeah. – I hope it doesn't happen. We'll see what happens, but yeah. crazy. No, at least uh, Chelsea won the – the women's league, so that's that's obviously mm-hmm. a plus. Uh, Barca women's team has a chance to win the Copa del Rey too, so it's possible trouble. Also, pretty cool that they're you know Barca's the first club that uh, both men and women's team has won the Champions League. I'm sure we're gonna start seeing it more often with yeah. you know, with like Madrid and, and Chelsea and City. We'll start seeing that you know if City win the Champions League. Uh, you know, we'll start seeing that more, more often. And it's only gonna, and the women's team is only, the women's champions league is only going to add on to the legacy of the club overall. Cause you can, yeah. you're, you're going to be a club. You're going to say Barcelona. We not, we now not only have a solid men's team, but we now have a women's team. And overall we have a solid club and program. We have good, you know, youth academies, La Masia, in both men's and women's, and that's going to be like the next step to prestige for yeah. for every European club. Which yeah, is, European European women's soccer is going to take over. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's insane, and luckily we're getting to see the beginning of this, and you know, as we grow older, we'll get to see how how it evolves and stuff. So that's pretty cool. Um, also, a nice win for. Barcelona women's team, who two years ago had a heartbreaking loss in the Champions League final to Lyon. They lost 4-1. Same thing, they were down 4 nothing and a half. Uh, they, you know, two years later, they come back and, and get that championship. Yeah, and, and do it in a handsome way, like, like uh, you know, that 4-0 win. Yeah. You know? 4-0. And like I mentioned, hopefully they, they can pick up that Copa del Rey final. Um, I love that Chelsea women's team will now come back next year even hungrier and being so close to this championship, uh, I'm sure they're gonna want it back. Um, yeah. And it's gonna be it's gonna be beautiful to watch to watch and experience as well. You know, both men's and women's teams, especially for Chelsea and Barca right now, that they're strong teams and you know and they're competing for titles and. I'm, again, I'm just excited overall. Um, yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. Another thing I was gonna say is, uh, yeah, they're they're just both of them are, are are very clubs that have have really taken that that initiative of 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 creating a multi you know you know women's and men's in club that's that's important that's that's big that's winning. Uh, you know it's very it's very exciting to see and and I think that the American players that are that the top American players are going to start coming to Europe because yeah the thing is the biggest thing is like I I think that 
you know, women that are playing soccer, they actually watch men's soccer. You know, they under, like, you know, you could talk about like, um, yeah, you could talk about like, like, um, you know, girls that we've played soccer with, you know, the girls that like we grew up to playing, like that played soccer with um, in our clubs or, or um, when we would go play recreation soccer, like, or in high school or whatever, those people, those individuals, those girls, they watched men's soccer. They watched men's team and they watched European soccer. So for them to be able to experience the Champions League in their own, yeah, um, in their own team, in their own team or in their own club, and then be able to experience the FA Cup, the the uh, Copa del Rey, La Liga, you know, be able to play with Chelsea and then play Manchester United or be right. playing Manchester United and play Manchester City and have that classical kind of feeling, right? Versus playing in the NWSL and, and having, you know, Portland play Chicago, what, three times in the season when <laughs> there's only nine teams? But like, what yeah. excitement is there? What cups yeah. are there? It's just, there's no excitement here. And to be quite honest, I hope, I hope that the top players go to Europe so that United States can get their shit together and say, okay, we obviously need to expand. We need to make and, and it's too late. It might be too late. It already. might be too late. Yeah. United States should have said, hey, we have an opportunity here. We are the team that, you know, wins World Cups. Uh, we have the better teams, the better players in the world. Let's attract players to come here. And they kind of did. You know, they had Marta in, in, at um, Orlando. Orlando. Yeah. Alex Morgan with her, you know. And, and all of a sudden now you're losing them to, you're losing these top players to over there. The only reason that they're, the only reason that some American players are here just because they have families here and right. <laughs> United States is, it's, it's just United States is a better, you know, uh, a market, I guess you can kind of say in yeah. terms of just the environment and stuff. But when you want to win and you want to go and, and, and experience something soccer in, in, in football, you know, the, culture, that world, you know. the culture, exactly. You're going to go over there mm-hmm. and, and, and it's going to be bigger and it's going to get better over there. And, you know, I don't know too many players in, 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 in Barcelona, but I know all these players in, in England that are that are huge, you know these. And yeah. Spain's gonna be a better team now, you know the the girl, the women's, and it's just it's it's it sucks yeah. as a as an American, you know, uh, here and and wishing that 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 the that things were different, <clears throat> and um, but it's also awesome to see that that they're getting that opportunity to play in a Champions League. It's, it's true. true. It's awesome. Yeah. It's amazing. And and that European process was not like, a, oh, I'm, I, f- I funded Man-, Man City last year so they can, you know, so no. I'm bringing in the best players. It, it, it's been a process for like for the sure. last 100%. 10 years, 15 yes. years. And yes. the leagues were focused on the player development, the league development first, let the business come second genius. here it's here it's the other way around it's like how can exactly. i make my money first what's the <laughs> right investment what market is going to give me the best money the value most revenue most income where can i make the most money and exactly like, if you're already you know thinking about the money at first the moment you're not making the money you're gonna quit you don't care you don't care <laughs> like you're you're just exactly. gonna stop it's not gonna be a priority of yours and at this point, I think MLS and then the, the Women's National Soccer League, they have to, you know, take a look and, and, and you know, do what La Liga has done and, and the, 
Premier League has done. They have the same league, but just different, you know, obviously a men's league and a women's league, but they work together. Whereas here, it's two completely different leagues. 100%. Completely different times of the year. And it's like, it's kind of like they're both in a competition to be. <laughs> yeah. The, it's well, like, well, no. And you, there is. And it is yeah. a competition, right? Because you have you have the women that are looking for like the equal pay and everything like that. There's a competition. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, and, and you, you don't have that same, that same aspect over there. It's not, it's, it isn't like that over there. You don't, you know, and, and, and that's crazy. I, I actually knew somebody who played with Atletico de Madrid in Spain, the women's team. Yeah. Um, she coached at the uh, ODP Olympic development program and, um, you know, great coach. She actually got an opportunity to coach uh, some pro team. I believe it, it is. So fantastic for her. Uh, one of the first women to, to coach in that men's league. So that's awesome. awesome. That's beautiful, yeah, yeah. And it's great to see. And, um, and, and by the way, we're completely serious. That is absolutely great to see when you have that, you know, that, you know, I even get excited when like women's uh, referees are in there, you know, you right, yeah. it's fantastic. <laughs> um, it's good for them. And, um, but um, anyway, uh, she played, she played with Atletico de Madrid. I had asked her, I said, how do you women over there look at, American soccer, like uh, as in like the NWSL, like is that is NWSL what you want to get to? And 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 she like straight up said like, no. The reason I came over here was because, um, you know, of school, and I had the opportunity of just you know coaching over here, and you know why not? It's a growing you know soccer is growing over here, so why can't I coach there? And 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 but she was like she was coaching like men, and she she that's kind of like what she was about. And she's like I want to coach that, like I want to be into that in that atmosphere but yeah when you come over here maybe the reason why you want to get into that atmosphere is because the woman doesn't make it, there's no atmosphere there for the women right you know and you know the the chicago red stars do enough for their i don't know you know it's it's i guess it's yet to see kind of what what happens going forward but that she i remember her saying like not really she just kind of didn't have an answer like she was like i mean it wasn't a big deal <laughs> yeah Yeah, and it's that the um, and obviously the the you know you brought up the equal pay and that's such a touchy feeling because we do want to see women get paid if not the same then a competitive salary compared to the men. Yeah, what they deserve at least. Yeah, and and here in the U.S. it's hard because the league itself is not sustainable. No. Your na- your national team has to play. 10, 15 times a year uh, in order to showcase what the, you know, what the women's league could possibly be. But that's still, I'm sure the the drop-off between the, the women's national team players and then just the regular a starting mm-hmm. 11, a substitute player for a women's team, that gap is, is huge within itself. Mm-hmm. So then how do you, how do you keep, Equal pay within your own tournament. How do you sustain that? If you also you still have a draft. <laughs> you have a you have a draft in both MLS and, and the men's team and and sorry MLS and the and the women's league. So you know it's it's hard and it's just it's got to be a complete reset again. You know, start from scratch again. But. Yeah. You you can do that here. Like you you have the resources to do that here. Just 
just do it. It's and it's not even mimicking the European style. Like stop thinking. I think we have to stop thinking that. Although Europe is, you know, I guess they they work this way the most effective. It's not just the European way. It's just the way that soccer works best. And yeah, Europe 100%. is doing it better. That's a great way to put it. But I think it's a great way to put it that it's not about the the way that they do it. It's about what soccer is and, and the best way that soccer works. And that is the best way that soccer works. They've been doing it. Um, yeah, that's that's brilliant. I think that's that's exactly right. And I think also it's um, you know, about not you know the finance the finances. You know, it's so yeah. that's so in, in embedded in 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 American culture um, that you know these 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 the sports like obviously they make money, but it's like pay to play all that kind of all that kind of stuff. But I I also say like you know in America like. There's just the biggest. There's just so much competition. You have yeah. football, baseball, hockey, eight, uh, football, hockey, basketball, basketball. basketball. Yeah. And, and so you have all those just to compete with in terms of sports, and then you have soccer, obviously, and then you have to compete with. So like women's soccer is competing with obviously MLS, but it's also competing with all those other sports just because you have to get viewerships, and if you don't get viewerships, and you're not going to get. Um, you know, TV rights, and mm-hmm. you don't get TV rights, you don't get paid and everything like that. So you really do need kind of a, a someone that's going to blow them up and, and, and do something with it. And it's got to be a whole read, you know, a whole, a whole new thing, uh, more than nine freaking teams. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, like you said, it's got to, yeah. you know, you, 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 you don't have to mimic the European way, but look at how soccer works and it works best over there make it your own here you can make it your own here but you have to respect the way that it is a game of it is the people's game it's not an economic game and it's it's um yeah that's true um i mean yeah it's crazy even like i think even like la liga is has like the their basketball subdivision and I'm yeah. sure. So, so you know, you 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 look at the MLS and then the Women's National Soccer League, and and you start thinking, well, can we team up and make one league? Can we team up with the NBA and offer, you know, let's say we make the Lakers a franchise and we make a LA Lakers team for the MLS. If we make a or if we like affiliate somehow all of these teams in our cities. Yeah. You know, use the same facilities, use the same resources. It's going to benefit you. It's going to benefit sport, mm-hmm. you know, overall here. Um, let let people have ownership of their club. Yeah. You know, like MLS has the ownership of every club. You know, they pay, they, you know, the salaries and everything. Like there's a cap and everything like that. Yeah. And they pay the, and they pay the salaries. <laughs> let them own it's crazy. Isn't that yeah. crazy? And then, because then you have like the designated players, you have like Jovinko, and then I think it was like Beckham and, and Steven Gerrard. Their player car was owned by the MLS and not LA, not Toronto. Like, right. And, and what, they, would pay what, the, they would pay the difference. Yeah. Of the cap, they would pay the difference. <sighs> yeah. It's, it's weird, man. It's, and, that was, and that was the only thing that they were like paying for. I mean, obviously they were paying for other things, but that was the, the player wise. That's, the, mm-hmm. that's, the, that's what they needed to pay for. And, 
it just it's just flabbergasting to me how they don't look i mean again we don't have to mimic european soccer but how do we not look at what's successful and not try to at least make it our own or make it better or improve it or take some from it no instead we right. try to make it very um americanized and it's doesn't it just doesn't make any sense to me that's where we're at um yeah so let us know what you guys think please interact with us on twitter instagram facebook OnlyFans, myspace yeah um we're we're there we want to listen to your takes we want to know your opinion and you know hopefully you're listening and paying attention not just (laughs) playing this in the background and or listening to me something just his beautiful voice. I wish. Your voice. I was just I was thinking about it right now. I was like, I go on a rant and we're talking, and then all of a sudden I hear your voice. I'm like, you just take my breath away. But um no, yeah, like what Marshall said, you know, the, the point of this is is to be interactive. So, you know, with Twitter and everything like that, you know, even even email, man. We got email. up and on media at gmail.com. And, uh, uh, you know, Twitter, Facebook, OnlyFans, we do it together. And then, <laughs> uh, yeah, just all these, you know, and we have our website. Um, definitely, definitely reach out, uh, you know, what's what you guys want to hear, whatever, what we lack or what you guys disagree with or anything like that. You know, it's uh, that's what we want to do. Just don't be, once again, you know, when we said in the beginning, just don't be mean. We were, or we are both very sensitive. We can dish it. We're good <laughs> at dishing it, but we just can't take it. So be respectful. Yeah. So. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. And that's it from us. Uh, yeah. Bye, everyone. Thank you, guys. Peace.